Hello and good morning, Kansas City. A red Friday. Good morning to Kansas City. You're not two days away from the biggest game of the season. You kind of felt this way last year. Well, that was that was last season. That was Tennessee. Now it's Buffalo. Not your father's Chiefs and not their father's Buffalo Bills. I'm Dusty Likens with my friend, Pete Sweeney. This is the Run It Back Show on 610 Sports Radio, the only playoff-infused focus show in Kansas City. You've got your red on. You've got your feelings in your stomach and your mind. You can't wait till Sunday at 540, but it's okay. We have you at 5 a.m. on 610 Sports Radio. Pete Sweeney, how are you this morning? Good morning, Dusty. It's a good day to be a Kansas City and a good day to be a Chiefs fan because we, as you said, are two days from the AFC title game, 540 p.m. at Arrowhead Stadium. The Kansas City Chiefs still and still defending their title against the Buffalo Bills, trying to go as back-to-back winners of the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Lamar Hunt, of course, the founder of the Chiefs and Lot on the line. Not a lot of teams get to defend their title. If the Chiefs can win this football game, they will be going to Tampa to take on either the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Green Bay Packers. And we got a great show ahead for you as we get ready on this, what we're calling, right, championship Red Friday. Championship. The chip is on the line. And you want them to win, not only because you want to see them go to Tampa. You want to win so that you get to hear myself and Pete Sweeney for two additional weeks on 610 Sports Radio every morning, starting at 5 a.m., leading you up to the guys of Fesco in the morning, to the guys of Cody and Gold, and then even though it sounds like it's been a forever long day, we then get you started for the drive with Carrington Harrison and Sean Levine. That's a good point by you. The Run It Back playoff show goes as long as the Chiefs go, from 5 to 6 a.m., so if the Chiefs... So root harder for the Chiefs, damn it. If they are able to secure the victory, that'll mean I'll be headed to the store to get some more coffee. But that is for another day. Let's get into it. The Kansas City Chiefs and the story all week has been the status of Patrick Mahomes, him, of course, being ruled out of the divisional round with the concussion protocol. And right now we have what Andy Reid said yesterday on the Chiefs quarterback. Yeah, so Pat Lagood um, out there. Um he did a nice job when, when he was doing it and um, looks like he's moving around well. He feels uh, feels good. So um, it's just important that we follow the protocol and that's what we're doing. Patrick Mahomes was officially limited for the second day in a row. There was unchanged injuries as far as the Chiefs go, except for Le'Veon Bell being added to the list. But right now it's all eyes on Patrick Mahomes. And at this point, Dusty, right? It is all but a given that Mahomes is going to play in this football game. I mean, I started the week a little bit unsure. I was concerned about his health. It seems that he's passed every test up to this point. As far as we know, he's been symptom-free. That's why you see him taking the majority of the snaps. Andy Reid also said that yesterday. So we are in line to get what everyone's been waiting for really all year long, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen for the AFC Championship. So it's pretty – I mean, I guess it, when you started on Monday, which seems like so long ago, right? Ages I mean, ago. I wasn't even in town. It no, seems yeah. like it was it was months ago. Mm-hmm. That's just love, though. Really, it just flies by, right? Yeah. 
but time, it's time love, flies when you're having fun. But it's love for this season because Pete, we coined it two weeks ago that, that the real season for the Chiefs started that Monday before they played the Browns. Because you go 14 and 2, basically go 14 and 1 with your starters. Week 17 is a wash. You play the Browns, you get in the playoffs, and you have the bye previous to it. And now you're in the AFC Championship game. And now it's, you know, it's Red Friday still for the Chiefs. It's still here. And you get this Mahomes news to start the week of, okay, everyone's asking you from friends to relatives to distant <laughs> friends to distant relatives. Hey, man, I know you do this, or I know you're involved with you had, this. You had that high school friend come out of the woodwork? Yeah, yeah right? You, did, yeah. you get the Facebook Messenger sure. DM. Hey, is he going to play? Boy, if I knew, I'd let you know. Here's the best way to look at it. Just watch his progress throughout the week. And that's what you and I did. Monday, we start the show off. You know, hey, here it is. You know, let's let's just relax. Let's just let's see what the prognostics are. Let's see where he's at. Let's see what his status is. Let's not assume. And you get people that don't like that kind of conversation, but it's a conversation that you yet have to have. And then as the week unfolds, you start to get a little bit more confident. You start to see how he's doing. He's a 25-year-old kid, man. He's he's the future of a franchise. He's he's rich as hell. And you hope that he has a successful life and a successful pro career. Now we're here and we can kind of put all that all that talk on the back burner because we've done our job as well. We've digressed. We've digested the situation, and now Patrick Mahomes, with what it would appear, has taken the majority of the snaps for two straight days. And those days were the first day of practice, basically, yeah. and Thursday, which is the middle of the road, which is kind of like, okay, guys, it's starting to get in, starting to get into it, starting to get real. And today's the day, which I can a- a- address that I would assume that Patrick Mahomes will take the majority of the snaps, that he's leading towards being cleared, and once he's cleared. It's official. And Pete, I don't take a whole lot into notion right. when I watch just a four-second clip on the news when it shows the Chiefs practicing or it shows them just doing their high knees and jogging from the 20 to the end zone. But it almost looks like he's just annoyed with the situation. <laughs> and that gives me a good inclination that Patrick Mahomes is not only ready to play Sunday versus Josh Allen against the Bills at 540 for the AFC Championship game. But it also lets me know that he's annoyed that maybe he didn't think he was where he was at like everyone else that is a, you know, medical staffer because it is a league in which, you know, these things are serious. Like, this is a serious thing in this league. There's a lot of history that leads to why this is such a serious topic. No doubt. But you get the feeling when you watch these practices that are outside or inside that it's just like, he's like, you know what? Let me get to the test. Let me get to the clearance, and I'm good to go. And that is what gives me the calm sensation and the vibe to think, okay, Monday I was concerned, just like you were. Let's relax. Now it's Friday. We've done our job. We've, we've sat back, and now it gives me the, the point of, you know what? He looks like he's ready. He feels like he's ready. You put two and two together. Let the kid go out there and ball out. Depending on his status today, we could hear him on 610 Sports Radio right here around 1 p.m. during Cody and Gold. Remains to be seen if he gets through all the testing. Uh, If he does, again, we may hear him right here on the radio. I want to talk about some of the other injuries here. And the one that I've been watching a little bit closely besides Mahomes is the other guy in the concussion protocol. And that's Bashad Breland. 
because Breland is a piece that affects other pieces, and Steve Spagnolo discussed that yesterday. That is a, <laughs> that's something we're dancing around right now. Um, look, you like to have all your guys, all your bodies in the right spots this time of year. Uh, but we are going through some things that are a real, little bit in flux. We're a little uncertain in some spots. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll clear itself up by Sunday or certainly before that. So we get guys ready, but it, it happens in the middle of the game and we have to be prepared. And I think our assistant coaches do a terrific job. Dave Merritt and Sam Madison do a great job back there of rolling guys through, you know, we have a plan either way uh, to what you're addressing. If certain guys can't go and let's hope, let's hope most of our guys can make it to the game. Rashad Fenton, the cornerback missed last game with a foot injury. He's been limited all week. He's the depth piece, but the one you're watching is Bashad Breland in the concussion protocol. And the reason this matters is because when he left the game the other day, LeJerry Sneed had to kick outside and the Chiefs want LeJerry Sneed in the slot. Of course, Cole Beasley, one of the best slot wide receivers in the game. He was also on the injury report, popped back up on Thursday after not being in on Wednesday. So he's a little banged up too. Everyone is trying to play for the AFC title game. If Breland doesn't go, you got to kick Snead out. And then if you don't have Rashad Fenton, it gets a little bit dicey with some of your other depth as far as Antonio Hamilton and so on and so forth. And the Bills, their best feature besides Allen is these receivers they offer. That's Stephon Diggs. That's Cole Beasley. That's John Brown. So the health of Breland by proxy, as you kind of go down the list, the domino effect is so important in this game. That's why I think yesterday we talked about who we're looking for in the practice squad and what we're looking for. I feel like Brashad Breland was the, you know, the the quiet name maybe some were thinking about. And again, it's not it's not hard to get lost in Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards Elaire, Sammy Watkins, right? This team has been built on offensive success. But this is a game in which you need defensive players and you need as many of them as possible because You've got to assume that Willie Gay's not playing in this game. Yeah, I think he's going to be real. Right. He hasn't practiced all week, so the signs are there that he's not playing. He's one of your best up-and-coming linebackers. Your rookie corner, who hasn't played this entire year, who didn't play against Buffalo in Week 6, is now being asked to pick up a lot of the load in this defense. And look, I'm like you. Do I want as many offensive weapons as possible against this Buffalo team? Yeah, for sure. Would I be okay if Sammy Watkins and maybe Clyde didn't play? Yeah. Would I rather have more defensive weapons ready to go against a team like Buffalo? For sure. Because their offense is what keeps this team and what made this team 13-3. and And that's where Buffalo's at. And if you can have a shot really on the field who's not in concussion protocol, which is going to be a tough one coming into this practice today, that's where you need him. And, like, I disagree. I don't know if Buff- – if, if, Colby's is one of the best slot receivers in the game. But when you think of slot receivers, his name does come up and he can torch you on any given Sunday. And the other thing too, is that if they know where you're weak, they'll put that target in there. And trust me, they will have Stefan Diggs. They'll have Stefan Diggs target the guy that had a tough week last week in, in, in Charvarius Ward. And if that's the case, Sit on your seat, grab your potato chips, fans, because it's going to be a shootout. Could be a shootout this weekend. I, I think we all can expect that scenario because of these two quarterbacks and just the weapons they have to work with. And as as we had just been talking about, the Chiefs are a little bit banged up here. I want to talk about the odds. We had some odds come through overnight from points bet. The Green Bay Packers are actually now slight favorites to win the Super Bowl at plus 100. The Chiefs are right there at plus 210, so that's essentially equal. What I found more interesting, though, Dusty, was that the Super Bowl MVP 
winner right now. The favorite is still Patrick Mahomes at plus 300. Ari Rogers is next. Josh Allen, then Tom Brady. So that's sort of the pecking order there. These odds are staying consistent, and I think that puts a bow on this first segment for us because there was worry that Mahomes might play in this game. It always seems like Las Vegas knows, so I think these odds might have shifted if there was any doubt in anybody's mind that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to play in the AFC title game. Again, he is the Super Bowl MVP favorite right now. He won it last year. The entire team came back this year. They're 14-2. and They're in the AFC Championship game for the third straight year in a row. Look, Vegas gets it. They know what's going on. They know how the NFL works. The it's, desert, it's, baby, the desert. It just—it's where it is, man. Like you know, you can go back and watch Goodfellas, and you can go back and watch Casino, and get into Ace Rothstein's head. He probably knew a little bit about the, the Chiefs back then too. But here's the deal: Patrick Mahomes, Vegas knew. We just weren't sure. It's our job to speculate. It's our job to create a show for an hour for you at five o'clock in the morning on six ten Sports Radio. But look, just put the pieces together throughout the week. Start with a high level of concern. Work how the week goes through. Vegas, they're never concerned. They have a deal. They've got somebody on the inside everywhere you turn and look. But I, you know, I get it. You know, let the Packers be the favorite right now. Let the Chiefs go out, blow the bricks off the Buffalo Bills, and all of a sudden that flips real quick. And all of a sudden everybody's jumping around on the bets uh, out there in Vegas, Pete. So I think Patrick Mahomes has to be your MVP. So we get to that. Plus more Eric Bieniemy. That's the name around the league. What's next for the Chiefs offensive coordinator here on the Run It Back Show on 610 Sports Radio? The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. If you didn't go to bed last night, that's totally fine. I got about two hours of sleep. I'm being straight up honest with you, Pete. I love honesty. You know I love honesty. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you right now. We uh, we do this show. My morning starts at 3.30 a.m. I get to this studio a little bit after 4. You always beat me here. Hmm. You always have a nice back-end parking job. And um, You got to rip right out of here when you're done. Yeah, you do. Um, I just back up, and I'm sure I've hit a car three or four times. There's cameras. Just just text me. Uh, but, uh, you know, we get you started here every day, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., lead you up to Fesco in the morning. Uh, we'll tease this again later. Don't forget, they have Brandon Flowers on at 8.15 right. and the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, at 7.30. Uh, Pete, it's Red Friday. Let's get right into it. It's the AFC Championship game. There's a lot of importance going on in this game, but there's a lot of importance going on around this league as – we continue to see this year in, year out. It seems like the one name that doesn't get any respect is Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Now, you can roll your eyes if you're in your car and you're driving to your job. This is a serious conversation to be had because right. names are dropping off the list for head coaching jobs. And the main problem with that is that these names that are getting dropped off the list don't even come damn close to the resume that Eric Bieniemy has. It's kind of ridiculous. And people can say, well, they had this late playoff run, so it's hard. Maybe he's not nailing it in the interview room. No, it's quite obvious there's something going on with Eric Bieniemy not being a head coach. I've got a theory. I'll let you start this off because you're around this team a little bit more. But uh, I think everybody now seems to agree with this situation. Yeah, here are the head coach hirings this offseason. The Jets hired Salah, who is a defensive coordinator. He was a play caller. The Chargers, Staley, defensive coordinator. He was a play caller. The Jaguars, Urban Meyer, 
college head coach, he's called plays. But with the Eagles, Sirianni, the offensive coordinator, he did not call plays. Campbell, the tight ends coach, did not call plays. And then the Falcons hired Arthur Smith. He was a play caller. There's been this excuse, oh, the enemy doesn't call plays, so that's maybe why he's not getting the job. Well, with the two jobs that were hired that I just mentioned, non-play callers, where is Bienemy in all this? And it's been a question that we've had for a long time. Right now, only the Houston Texans job is left, and there's a decent chance he gets that because Deshaun Watson wants him so bad and the organization needs to make that bridge. There was a moment that went viral yesterday with Harold Coons of Fox 4 asking Eric Bieniemy this question. Since you've kind of become the face of this whole coaching search, if you will, you know, just especially nationally, yeah, do you feel any regret or remorse that it's come to the fact that you, 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 you're kind of the face of this? You know what, Harold, here's the thing. It's always good to be mentioned and, and, and having an opportunity to pursue your dreams. And obviously, yes, I do want to be a head coach. But when it's all said and done with, my job is to make sure everything that we're doing right now is not to take away from the goals that we're trying to accomplish. The only thing that matters today, we got better. Okay, today we had an opportunity to make sure we can take care of situational football as far as short yardage, goal line, and our third down situations. So now it's time for us to go back in and chop wood, watch this state, and get ready for the next day. We want to make sure that we're getting our guys ready to make sure they can take care of business on Sunday. My own personal business, when all that's time to take care of itself, that will take care of itself, Harold. But thanks for asking. So the enemy classy there taking it in stride, proving right there why he should be a head coach in this league. You have Dan Campbell of the Lions with a six-year deal as he's getting on the mic and talking about biting kneecaps off while you have someone who's been to three straight AFC title games. And Eric Bieniemy been with Mahomes, groomed him. That is still waiting around. Here's the bottom line. This is how I feel. The NFL has a problem with not having an opportunity for minority candidates. When you've just seen it year after year after year, you can deny it all you want, but that's the truth. 100% is the truth. And you can throw out names and you can say that these guys, look at coaches that get fired. I don't know what resume builder you need more than Eric Bieniemy's resume. And if it was Matt Nagy, less of a resume. If it was Doug Peterson, less of a resume. Those guys, obviously one wins a Super Bowl. You look at John Harbaugh, also has a Super Bowl all under the same line of what this coach is for Kansas City right now and Eric Bieniemy. And even if, even if you don't think Eric Bieniemy's calling all the plays, if you're a team that is really banking on being successful and having a postseason run, don't you want to go after where the ripest tree is of success? And even if you don't yeah. think he's calling plays, don't you want that somewhere around your team to build that success? And especially when there's a team out there, and again, I think it's Houston. I believe it to be the Houston Texans because Deshaun Watson has calmed down a little bit because he wanted his guy. Then there was talk that he wasn't going to get his guy. And when I say he wants his guy, it is Eric Bieniemy. And when all of a sudden they bring him in for a special interview, Watson's like, okay, here we go. Other players are starting to tweet about it as well. Like, okay, I'm in for this Eric Bieniemy type of deal. And that's where I think we're at is I think I do truly believe because if it isn't Houston, then I'll throw my hands up in the air and I'll just never talk about it again because I'll know that it's over with. But it's almost to the point where it shouldn't be. And this is what sounds kind of like an oxymoron is that, and I'll end this after this after this real quick, but it's like if Alex Smith has to come out and advocate for this guy, Patrick Mahomes has to come out and do this, yeah. Andy Reid has to come out and do this, don't you think those are three credible sources that are enough to be like, hey, this guy deserves it, even though – 
Lewis Riddick, who is a favorite name around the league that is very smart and intelligent what he does. Still, it's like not enough. And at that point, it's just, I don't know what to do anymore, except you guys are missing out on something like this. And even if he's not been the most prolific offensive coordinator under Andy Reid's reign as a head coach, you'd have to think that a guy who's been around a team that's been to three straight AFC championship games, that's been to a Super Bowl, that has one of the best players the NFL has ever seen at that position at quarterback, you would want some sort of, you know, rub off effect. Like, hey, even if you're not going to bring over direct plays to our team, at least come over and let us know what works and how it worked, and I guarantee you something will spark within your organization. Dusty, last point here, and you had mentioned it with the Andy Reid tree, the final four coaches in the AFC, as we talked about last week, were Harbaugh, McDermott, and then Stefanski, along with Reid himself. Those guys all had Reid ties, and so to me, he breeds success. I just don't get it anymore, and and we're wishing the best for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, one thing I don't get anymore is, you know, the fact that you have to talk about special teams. And, Mm. yes, we even cover special teams notes on the Run It Back show here. It's a full-fledged show. And, Pete, I told you on Monday that we're we're done calling this man butt kicker. Yeah. And you you came up with we don't call him buttkicker.com anymore. He just lost right. He let it expire. Someone stole it. It's .org. Now he had to go with .org. There were two kicks missed in the game against the Cleveland Browns, and that latter one I think was more inexcusable because it was a windy day at Arrowhead Stadium. He missed the first extra point. Okay, you're getting used to it. But he missed that second one, and it was almost dangerous territory for the Chiefs because instead of being up eight, they were only up five, which of course is one touchdown. Baker had the ball with eight minutes left. Against the Bills, you can't be missing kicks. Here's what Dave Tobe, the special teams coordinator, had to say. Had nothing to do with what happened earlier. It was uh, just an operational glitch that we had. Winchester Winchester is so good as a snapper. Um, he can he can count the rotations with his, with his snap where the, the laces never appear for him. You know, for, for okay. the hold. But in this case, the, the, the laces appeared. Now, there was a combination with the weather and it's a little bit short, whatever we did there. We figured it out this week. But the laces showed up to where they were facing Butker. And then and then Tommy has to deal with, you know, getting them out of the way, which it's a matter of which way, way we're going to rotate the ball. So, you know, he, he rotated, you know, where, where Butker could see the laces for a longer period of time. That's not what we want to do. So we want to rotate it the, the opposite of way so it goes away. Winchester, of course, is the long snapper, if you aren't aware of that. And then what happens is Tommy Townsend makes the hold, and obviously a problem with the laces, where this becomes interesting to me. And I don't think they'll make this move, but what's crazy is that it's an option, is Dustin Colquitt is sitting there on the practice squad. And he's been your holder extraordinaire for the 15 years previous this year. And I, you always wonder if the Chiefs make a move, and and I don't think they will, but it's just interesting that there's that possibility because when you get to this point, it's the final four. These teams are legit. You have to be perfect. It may come down to one point against the Bills, and that could include a field goal or an extra point, Dusty. Laces out, Dan. That's uh, That's what we always found out from Ace Ventura. This is what's weird, is that when you get to these situations when it comes to this point of the season, Everything has to be perfect. And that's why we talk about when it comes to the Chiefs versus the Bills last week, are the Bills ready for this type of game? And I truly don't believe that they're ready for it this year. Next year, maybe. They just haven't been here yet. The Chiefs have been here. The Chiefs were in this game last year, down 10, early, got back on their toes. Everything goes different after the run by Mahomes. 
This is in which now the Chiefs, it's like we get critiqued at our job. Fix little things, but you're doing everything else well. You're still winning the game, but you don't have to be in this situation if you fix this. And I think that's where they're at when it comes to the snapping of extra points of field goals where it's like, Mm. hey, you still beat Cleveland, but it didn't have to be that way if you'd have just polished these little things. How much more relaxed would you have been if it was an eight-point lead at the end there? 100% because then they have to get a two-point conversion just to tie the game. So that's where I'm at with that. You have to polish the little things even though you're still winning and at the end of the day you don't have to worry about, oh, well, they still did this, they still scored three touchdowns. That's not where I'm getting at. I'm not negative. I'm just saying you're at a point in your team's history right now and your run towards winning championships that you do kind of have to talk about little things they have to polish. And if that is bringing in Dustin Colquitt, who's familiar with Harrison Butker, and they have that same type of chemistry, chemistry works. We know that, Pete. And if you can keep it consistent, look, Dustin Colquitt was here to show people what a left-footed punter looks like. Right. Now he might be here to just maybe step in and be like, all right, let's get back to the way that we do this uh, in years past. Coming up, we we show you a little bit of a remember when, and it should hit really, really close to home because it wasn't that long ago. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Chiefs' kingdom, hoping, 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 their dreams have come true. Hail, hail to the king of the Chiefs' kingdom forever. Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. Kansas City, are you ready to go back to the Super Bowl? Hey, Kansas City fans, are you glad now? It's been a long time. But I am honored to present to Clark and Norma Hunt. We're bringing Lamar Hunt back to Kansas City. All right. Well, I'm almost speechless. First of all, I want to congratulate Andy, Patrick, and all his teammates on an incredible performance today. I want to thank the Lord for blessing us with this opportunity. The glory belongs to him, and this trophy belongs to the best fans in the National Football League. Chiefs Kingdom, we're going to the Super Bowl. Well, Mike's done a nice job with that team, and... uh, just fired up to be sitting right here. Hey, on three, can we just give it one? How about those cheese? One, two, three. How about those cheese? Yeah, I mean, there's no words. Uh, to be here with my teammates, my coaches, everyone a part of this organization, and uh, most importantly, Cheese Kingdom. Uh, we got to do it back at home. And uh, I just want to say, we brought, we brought the Lamar Hunt trophy back Seven years coming, baby. I learned one thing since I've been here. You got to fight for your right to party! (laughs) 
Feels good, doesn't it, Pete? A little reminisce. Trying to do it again. Trying to do what this show's called. Run it back on 610 Sports Radio, the Run It Back show. With Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens here with you until 6 a.m. Then the guys at Fesco will take over. Continued by Cody and Gold. And then Carrington Harris and Sean Levine. Pete, I know exactly where I was when that happened. Where were you? Uh, I was completely hammered. Oh. At a friend's house. Uh, enjoying mm. what was a just intense run by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was like uh, many others. When Travis Kelsey got that microphone, was like, okay, here we go. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? And he drops that line, and it then becomes the touchdown celebration end zone song uh, moving forward. Said you were hammered. I mean, oh, yeah. The segment's called Remember When. Do you remember when? Or- yeah, I mean, I was, okay. I, was, I was conscious. You know, I knew what was going on. The Chiefs defeat the Tennessee Titans 35-24 to in last year's AFC title game. Remember, what was interesting about that game, Dusty, is Tennessee – was actually up 10 to nothing. And I, I think with the previous week, you didn't really feel as worried as maybe you would have if they had handedly beat the Texans, right? It, because they went up 10 nothing, and you'd come back from 24 nothing the previous week. You're like, man, this is nothing. Yeah, it was just one of those – it was just one of those situations. After the Texans game happened, I was just, you know, there was nothing that could have happened. Because I was like everybody else, there's this negative vibe, then they come back from being down – uh, whatever they were down, it doesn't matter. Twenty plus, and right. then end up uh, what? End up running away with it, like fifty-one to what seven on a fifty-one-seven run. Yeah, and I think we had, of course, the Patrick Mahomes twenty-seven-yard run where he just took over the game. That was a Michael Jordan-style moment, which yeah. you have to love. We had talked about that yesterday. This, to me, and I go back to this because it's relevant for this week. This was the Sammy Watkins game. I remember general manager Brett Veach had said after this game, because Sammy has been a little bit injury-ridden through the regular seasons, and he really took off in both last year's postseason and the postseason before, but this was the game in which you really needed Sammy. He had 114 yards, which led the Chiefs. The next best was Tyreek Hill with 67 and then Mahomes has the run where you go up 21-17. Damian Williams has the three-yard run where you go up 28-17. to And then Sammy Watkins with that 60-yard touchdown. Once Sammy Watkins crossed the goal line, this game was over. Everybody knew it was over. Only seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it's relevant for this week because now you are facing the best of the best. Defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo said the Chiefs expect their best challenge of the year in the Buffalo Bills. Every point matters. Every yard matters. So Sammy Watkins' status, I mean, we talked about Bashad Breeland. Sammy Watkins is, is also important. Again, limited the first two days of practice this week, but what a boost it would be after a few games to get Watkins back in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, you remember the play. I mean, at least I do. I remember watching that that play where Sammy Watkins broke free, and then they didn't know if there was going to be some sort of pass interference or a holding call because there was a flag on the play that he caught the 50-plus yard touchdown. But then you see the face of Mike Vrabel where he just was like, I don't know what to do anymore. This game just tends to be over. Um, we talk about this Bills-Chiefs matchup. We talk about it at the – or I guess I did at the very beginning of the show about how it's not your your father's Chiefs. It's not your father's Bills team. A lot of people, mid to early 90s, the Bills dominated this time of year. They were so good in divisional rounds, in championship games, and they never seemed to get it done uh, during the Super Bowl. Now, the Chiefs and Bills have played, see if I can do this math real quick, 49 times, Pete, 
The Bills lead the series 26 to 22 to 1. I believe that's a number of 49. 26 plus 22 is 48, plus 1 is 49. Good. If not, the text line would absolutely <laughs> look, look, destroy Look at me. that. That's great math. I'm buddy. telling you, early in the morning, too. But the reason why I say this is because these teams did play each other in the AFC Championship game all the way back on 1994 in January 23rd of 1994. Guess when this team is going to play the Bills on Sunday. I would love to know. It's going to be January 24th, 2021. For those of you that remember, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there driving to work saying, Dusty, why are you reminding me of this game? (laughs) This is a game in which Joe Montana was hit by a trifecta of Bruce Smith, among others, and knocked out of the game. And Dave Craig comes in and the Bills end up winning 30 to 13 and the Chiefs lose. Now the Chiefs have played the Bills in the last, let's see, from 2000, we'll go from 2013 to 2020. And the Chiefs are 4-1 and one against the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the most recent game was this year in Week 6 when they played and won 26-17. I say this because there's so many ties to this game. Yeah. And we talk about rivalries. It was not that long ago where in 92, 94, 93, Chiefs-Buffalo was the huge matchup. It was Kelly versus Montana. It was, oh, well, the Buffalo Bills drafted Jim Kelly when the Chiefs drafted Todd Blackledge. The Buffalo Bills have their franchise quarterback. The Chiefs do not. And then all of a sudden, now, Buffalo and Kansas City, just a few short years ago, traded that pick. It got Patrick Mahomes to the Chiefs. And now Buffalo seems to be that team that's going up against Kansas City instead of Kansas City going up against Buffalo, Buffalo, when they won 30-13 to 13 in 1994, knocked Joe Montana the game, and Dave Craig came in. We're going to their fourth straight Super Bowl, playing in their fourth straight AFC Championship game. Pete, we flipped the script in 2021. It's the Chiefs playing Buffalo in their third straight AFC Championship game, trying to go to their second straight Super Bowl. And at the end of that highlight clip that you can find on YouTube from that game, yep. you can hear Jim Kelly saying, we're back. We're back, and it's now the Chiefs' turn to take Buffalo and knock them out, look into the camera and say, we're back. And that's why this game has so much significance to me because I remember my father watching these games and being like, man, I hate Buffalo. We could never win in Buffalo. And the last time they played in the AFC Championship game, Joe Montana lying on the turf, knocked out of the game, and the Chiefs would end up losing 30-13. to What's interesting, too, is the Buffalo Bills advance to the Super Bowl and they lose to the Dallas Cowboys 30-13. to And the parallels to right now really don't even stop there because left in the playoffs, Dusty, you have a Montana-type team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know the Chiefs were having more postseason success when they acquired Montana, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are suddenly relevant when they haven't really been at this stage thanks to Tom Brady being injected into that team. And you talk about how maybe there was this Chiefs-Bills outside the division type of rivalry. I think that might be starting on Sunday between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You see this in the past couple of years with the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. These aren't teams that are in the same division, but they keep running into each other. Don't you get the feeling, Dusty, that this isn't the last Mahomes-Allen matchup we're going to get no matter how it goes? Not only do I not get not only do I get the feeling this isn't it, 
I hope this isn't it. Because something that started so minor of a throwing competition could soon become a competition of who's taking the Lamar Hunt trophy home every single season. Yeah, you got to hand it to Allen because I felt the same way, and I don't even remember where I'd said it. It was on maybe one of the Arrowhead Pride shows in the summer that we do on 610 Sports Radio. might have been on one of the podcasts we do. But I saw that throwing contest thing, and it almost felt like Allen was reaching for relevance, right? And I I didn't know how to feel about Allen. I know people were saying that he could take off, he could have a breakout season. And then you get to week six, he looks okay against the Chiefs in that weird weather Monday afternoon football type of game. And then after that game forward, he was been he's been outstanding. And to me, he looks like a top ten quarterback at least in the NFL. I think he can grow to a top five quarterback in the league. I think he's that talented. And this could be, I know we always talk about Mahomes and Watson, Mahomes and Jackson. Mahomes and Allen is a sneaky candidate to be that next great NFL rivalry, at least in the AFC. Maybe for Josh Allen's sake, the Chiefs and Mahomes make him where there's normally when the Chiefs and Mahomes beat you, they break you. Coming up, we get you ready for Fesco in the morning, just loaded with some great guests that have a lot of Chiefs ties. And not only that, but we've got our predictions. Oh, yeah. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Final segment, Run It Back Show here on uh, 610 Sports Radio with Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens. That time of year, Pete. Yes. AFC Championship game. You got to make your best chicken parm, Sammy. Have to. Got to get ready for it. Mm-hmm. People start giving their predictions. My buddy, Lucas Crothers, he said 32, 27 Chiefs. Okay. We'll get into ours a little bit here in a little bit. Pete, floor's yours. Get the show set up and get these people ready for what is a Friday on 610 Sports Radio. A red Friday. Hey, time out. A AFC Championship Red Friday. Championship Red Friday. Get it right. It's a great day on 610 Sports Radio. Just starts with the Run It Back playoff show coming up. Fesco in the morning begins in about five, six minutes. They have Brandon Flowers at 645. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis at 730, continues with Cody and Gold. I'll join the fellas at 11 a.m. Apparently, Cody has another song in the works. At 1 p.m., we should hear from Andy Reid right here on 610 Sports Radio to close the week. We're thinking maybe, just maybe, Super maybe. We get Patrick Mahomes around that time, too, if he is cleared and ready to go. So a full day ahead of championship Red Friday coverage here on 610 Sports Radio. It's time, Dusty, for our picks for conference weekend. We'll pick both straight up and against the spread with everybody betting nowadays. So we have the Bucks at Packers, 2.05 p.m. for the NFC title. The Packers in this game are favored by three and a half points. First straight up and then against the spread. Yeah, so I want Green Bay. I want Aaron Rodgers and I want Patrick Mahomes. I want the cliche, the State Farm Super Bowl. That's what I want. I want the guy that's going to win the MVP versus the guy that should probably win the MVP who's going to win the Super Bowl (laughs) MVP versus the guy that's not going to win his second Super Bowl and not his second Super Bowl MVP. So give me the Packers. Give me the points. Uh, sorry about Tom Brady and your Bucks. You're team. saying he covers four? Yes. All right. Of course. Easily. Of course, I'm going to disagree. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady here, right? I would. So I'm picking the Bucks, and I think they'll win straight up. So you could bet them with the plus three and a half, or you could bet them on the money line if if that's what you like to do. 
I want to see Mahomes versus Brady. What a perfect way Huge. for the torch to be passed, right? I've already seen it. The torch already passed. No, it, this would be a different type of feel. It would be the goat. It would okay. be the baby goat. It would be the baby goat growing up and becoming the goat. That's what I want to see in Kansas City. I don't need any more goats. Moving on to, of course, the biggest game of the weekend here in KC. It's the Buffalo Bills visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, 5.40 p.m. at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs are favored as of right now by three points. Dusty, what do you like? Well, if you did your homework and studied and took notes, not your homework, but if you did your notes, you heard last (laughs) segment that the Chiefs lost to the Bills the last time they played in the AFC Championship game. 30-13, 30-13, to 13, Montana was lying helpless on the field. Dave Craig came in. So, Pete, I'm going to do you one better. Mm. This Sunday, Patrick Mahomes beats the Bills with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. 30-13 to 13 to go to their second straight Super Bowl and win their third or win their second straight AFC Championship game. The Lamar Hunt Trophy stays in Kansas City. Chiefs 30, Buffalo 13. There's a good sound to that, the Lamar Hunt Trophy staying in Kansas City, given he is, of course, the founder of the Chiefs. I'm not as confident as you are, I will admit, but I think this is the first time the Chiefs covered their spread in what would be about 10 weeks, it feels like. I think they win this game by a touchdown, and it is one of these games where I think it's a little bit more in hand than people think it will be. I think maybe the Chiefs put up around 38 and the Bills are down two touchdowns. They score a garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter. My my final score here is 38 to 31, Kansas City. And I agree. I think the Chiefs will win their second straight AFC title. 69 total points is what you're putting on the board. You're damn right. I like that. As the Chiefs and Bills play Sunday at 540. Pete, are you sure you're ready for this game? I, I'm as ready as I I could be. I'm Jack, baby. I think. My thing, and I, I know it's, it, it sometimes can be boring, but I always go back to that final injury report. Today is the day when we get those official designations. So right. even though these guys have been limited all week, they may not have a status. Some might be questionable. We'll get a little bit more clarity again from Andy Reid around 1 p.m. here on 610 Sports Radio. Well, the guys from Fesco in the morning and start to fill up in the studio. Wachowski's on my back. I know he's ready to get going. <laughs> I can't help it, but I'm ready to get this, uh, this Friday going, this Red Friday Man, I hope everybody's ready. I hope you're ready for Chiefs Bills. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, we can assume, is more than likely going to play. He's uh, practiced the last two days. Keep an eye out for Bashad Breeland. Keep an eye out for what Sammy Watkins, Clyde edwards helaire do. Pete Sweeney, 30-13, Chiefs over Bills. And you said again, what's the score? 38-31? 38-31. Either way, bet the Chiefs. There you go. For Pete Sweeney, I'm Dusty Likens. Be sure to listen to Pete Sweeney again at 11 a.m. on Cody and Gold. Don't forget, Mitch Holt is at 7.30, Brandon Flowers at 8.15. Those two time slots belong to the guys from Fesco in the Morning who get you started very short. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.